Welcome to the Urban Planners Podcast, hosted by Gigi the Planner. This podcast is about all things urban planning related and otherwise. In this setting, we'll discuss the ins and outs of the planning field. We'll even delve into some very controversial topics involving the role planners have to take in their everyday lives and jobs. Without further ado, let's jump right into today's episode. This This is Gigi the Planner. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 37 of the Urban Planners Podcast. In today's episode, I will be interviewing Winfred Mills and we'll be talking about changing careers into the planning field. Hope you all enjoy. Now let's jump into today's episode. Welcome Winfred to the Urban Planners Podcast. Thank you for having me. No problem. So please share with my audience your planning story. How did you get into the planning field? All right, I got into the planning field through my graduate education. I was pursuing an MPA, and one of the courses was public planning and growth management. And that's how I got exposed to actual urban planning and what that consists of as far as the decisions being made in regards to the growth of a municipality and all that entails. And we had to write a lot of short papers and discussion posts. And that really turned me into a while like this, something that can actually be done as a profession. So that's where my interest started. Cool. So after you got your master's in public administration, did you feel as if you needed to go back to obtain a degree in planning to be a, a planner? Or what were your thoughts? After getting this master's, I was through with school personally, but I did really wanted to get into the field, but I didn't have a plan because I graduated in the middle of this pandemic. So with everything going on, like people ain't really interested in hiring right now. So it's more so holding on to what you have until it passed, but of recent, I really taken an active role. And when I was looking into it, I was like researching different schools and different programs. And of course the closest one is FAU, Florida Atlantic University. Then the University of Florida has one and it's offered online, but it's almost $900 a credit. So that wasn't in the card to me. So, I just started looking into the actual positions and I see a lot of the positions are accepted to people with MPAs as well. So that's good, but also was noticing a lot of technical stuff. Of course, I wasn't taught in my program, specifically on GIS, geographical information systems. So I took it upon myself searching all over the internet. How do I learn this stuff without actually going back to school? And I came across Coursera and the University of California, Davis. They offer a specialization in it. So I'm actually in the process of doing that now, which is a very cool program. And I also came across something I made going to Columbia University. They have a construction management specialization offer on there as well and as regards to planning it deals with a lot of building codes so 
being able to understand when going out to different sites or getting different plans and understanding what's in front of me would be a great asset to wherever I end up. Cool. So yeah, there was one person that worked with me that had their MPA and I even interviewed somebody a few months ago who did not have a planning background and they had a master's in public administration and they were able to get a a job as a planner. So it's not an impossible task, but Good luck with you on that journey to that. So based on your degree and what you know about the planning field, what were some of the transferable skills that you think that's most in line with the planning field and public administration? Well, I would say definitely researching and understanding the the way that the ordinance or the laws are written, you know, they use a lot of jargon. And we had a course called Public Law. That was one of my favorite courses as well in the program. And it teaches you how to read that type of stuff. So that's transferable. Then I come from an education background. It's a lot of organization and dealing with different type of people at uh, different levels. Then there's also a lot of presentation that planners at a higher level as you go in a profession for my research that I'd be required putting together PowerPoints and being able to articulate the um, information. What I've been coming across is even at the somewhat entry level, they ask and do have, have any experience in reading and understanding zoning laws. I don't think that will be a personal obstacle for me. It just hand it to me and I'll figure it out. I'm big on autonomy and understanding that profession. There's teams, then it'd be expected for you to find out things on your own and be able to convey the information to those that require it. Cool. So you briefly mentioned you came from background education. So how has that been transitioning between the career of education and going to planning? What have been some of your obstacles there? Well, the obstacle would be people will, will probably come to somewhat a conclusion, oh, this person don't know anything about this career. I really had to retool my resume as well to let them know to leave with my recent education and my professional development into it. And as far as transferable, uh, anything like regards to education, it's a lot of different aspects of it. There's the technical part, like dealing with transportation, the actual building. Then that's also community development, which pertains to speaking with the public. And I'm pretty good with that education offers a lot of experience with that. You're speaking with administrators, you're speaking with parents, you're speaking with children, teens and being able to convey the information in different ways so everyone can understand perfectly mastering what you can tell the same information to everyone at once. And I think that'll be real big for me in the planning field. So what are some other things that you would suggest people outside of planning do to be an attractive um, candidate for a planning position? Like, are there any particular skills that they may need to learn that they don't have because they didn't go to planning school? 
for my research from a young lady, I don't have a name. I watched it on YouTube and also directly from APA, the American um, Planning Association is GIS. You at least have to be somewhat formidable in using that when it comes to different maps, understanding Google Earth. I'm assuming when someone says we're doing something in a specific area, you got to be able to review the information and analyze, oh, that won't be possible in this area to do that because the soil isn't good or the type of land or the zoning. And then also understanding population growth and GIS offers all that type of information. And another skill is communication and organization because you have to be able to talk to various people and you want to be very concise to make the process consistent and organization. I'm sure it's a lot of paperwork and things can get missing or could get misplaced and no one wants to deal with that call. Hey, I sent in that permit last week to such and such. Oh, I have it and oh, I can't find it. So organization would definitely be a key skill to transfer from whatever um, industry they in over the planning. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. GIS is one of the main things that they want us to learn. However, there's a lot of jobs that actually don't really require it. When I went to school, I got a minor in GIS and a GIS certificate because I'm like, this is going to be something that may be useful for me somewhere down the line. So I just took advantage of tacking that on my degree when I was an undergrad. And then I went on to get my master's in planning. But I totally agree with you on that. Oh, okay. What are your particular interests in planning and how do you intend on pursuing that? My particular interest is in transportation. Transportation has huge implications that people don't even realize the, the transport and people that deals with economic opportunities, that deals with environmental issues, having less cars on the road, it also deals with housing. And I wrote my applied capstone paper about what a regional transit system in South Florida help traffic. Technically, we have one of the South Florida Regional Transit Authority. That's the people that patrol the tri-rail, but that's it, just the tri-rail that goes up and down pretty much next to. I-95, and it doesn't really stop into center cores. And since it's next to a big interstate, it's, I won't say impossible, but it's a real test to build economic engines around it to steer people away from driving so much. Literally over the, the last weekend, driving south into Miami, Florida from Broward, I drove by at least four crazy car accidents. And, and especially like down here, we very car centric. So being able to be in transportation 
at least for the future, because I'm sure you're familiar with a lot of those plans take years to actually see fruition. Just to be in the boardroom like, hey, let's implement street cars or more fluid trolleys. I understand a lot of um, cities, they had their own free trolleys and small buses to transport people around, but it's has to be more fluid and more incentivized to convince people to get out their cars. Then also being able to build a lot of businesses and entertainment centers around new urbanism, which is what's happening right now since a lot of people, the millenniums are moving back to the urban core. And with them moving back to the urban core, definitely more frequent buses we can't have subways down here because of the sea level. But I'll definitely like to be in a conversation of, okay, how can we implement better transportation options? Is there a transportation dream job that you have? Dream job? I don't know, but I think the closest to it is actually in Atlanta, Georgia. They have some cool transportation planning positions up there. But right now, I'm home at least for the next year or two. I'm not officially married yet. We just got our marriage license. And she's in school, so it's after she um, finished school. Then I'll open up the market. But yeah, because they also have a lot of engineering, civil engineering firms in Georgia as well. They have the space to be creative and and plus their transportation infrastructure is nightmarish and it has a lot of components that I don't want to steer this conversation off of, but definitely like to be involved with that and making, making it better up there. Where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? Do you have a vision for yourself? The next five years? I see myself in a director role, assuming 2021, I get into a prominent planner role, not even necessarily by name, but being able to be implementing things in a planning construct. That'd be the five years and also I'll be gearing up for the AICP. Then in 10 years, be interested in like pursuing more of a consultant role, like going to um, a consultant firm or also engineering firms have consultant positions where you had experience, you can do assessments on different projects. Okay, that sounds like really interesting. Have you been applying for jobs right now since you graduated or you have taken a step back? What are you trying to do right now? Yeah, I'm actually been applying. I'm very active on that. I actually applied for two jobs prior to doing this interview. One in Doral, Florida, and one in um, West Palm Beach. And also been working on getting a specialization in the GIS and maintaining my current employment now. Okay, so how, how has that been going for you? Have you got any interviews yet for any planning jobs or you haven't really heard back yet from people? I got a couple no's. It wasn't necessarily planning jobs. And most of the jobs I got the no from were jobs before I restructured my 
resume because I ain't applied for a job in years. So I just, you know, sent it out. I've been doing this. And they read the top, oh, you've been a teacher for four years. You're used to us. And I have my education at the bottom of the resume. So once I fix it up, nothing has come back yet, but I haven't received any no's. So I know eventually something's going to come. I got a response. It's not planning. It's more so with community development. It's a position with um, Florida International University. That's my alma mater from my undergrad. They replied back saying they're in the process of reviewing my application. So that's where I'm at right now. But I know it's coming because I'm applying like crazy. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, we're in this pandemic. So the job market is not all that great, even though some places are still hiring. So, so is there any other type of information that you'd like to provide my audience and share with them about changing careers? Like what are some things that they need to keep in mind as they try to do that? Okay, for the listeners out there, following Gigi the Planner, as far as changing careers, period, while you're in a certain season right now and you want to transition to somewhere else, do adequate research and look for the common themes in the thing that you want to do and find ways to make your resume reflect that you had those transferable skills and also look for things in those um, job descriptions. I'm doing something similar. I can do the exact same thing or something similar over there. So work on highlighting those attributes and be consistent. One thing that I had an issue with when I was younger is trying to find a job not being attentional. If you want to do whatever it is that you want to do, just focus on doing that thing and eventually something's going to come along. If you have yourself spread too too thin and too wide, it's like a, a net that the holes are too big. The opportunity is going to swim right through. But if you have a tight net and you keep me focused on where everything going, you're going to eventually catch something. So I say that if you want to be a planner like myself, focus on things in planning. And for all the people that's interested in being planners, be conscious of there's plenty of positions that aren't planner in name. I've, I listened to um, one of your episodes and you mentioned that as well. Like for instance, there's community development manager, transportation analyst, GIS analyst is different things that don't outright says planner. So just read the actual descriptions and okay, I could do that. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Be very intentional about your job pursuits because at the end of the day, that's going to really help you get to where you want to go. Okay, so as we wrap up, please provide your social media platforms so people can connect with you and actually if they have any questions about, you know, transitioning to the playing career. Okay, you're all welcome to contact me on LinkedIn at Winfred Mills. And also, I'm on Instagram. I'm not the most active on it, but I will communicate on it. 
That's at Federic Moulin underscore. Um, that's my name in French. F-E-D-E-R-I-C-M-O-U-L-I-N underscore at um, Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to be interviewed in a future episode, please head over to my website at ggtheplanner.com and select the interview tab and you can request to be interviewed by me in a future episode. That's all for today, folks. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Urban Planners Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please head over and leave a five-star rating on iTunes and subscribe to this podcast so that you won't miss out on an episode. If you would like to buy personalized urban planning gear and other products or are in need of some urban planning career coaching, please head over to ggtheplanner.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and on Facebook at ggtheplanner. Have a great week and we'll see you next episode.